Hey everybody, welcome. It's Marty Dodson. I'm here with my co-host Clay Mills. All right, glad to be welcome, here. Clay. Let's do that again. That's right. Hey everybody, it's Marty Dodson. I'm here with my host. <laughs> Take 17. Hey everybody, it's Marty Dodson. I'm here with Clay Mills. Welcome, Clay. And I'm great. I'm glad to be here today and talk about my favorite subject in the world, songwriting. Yes, and I've got a topic for Clay that he's never heard before. I mean, I'm sure he's had this question, but he doesn't know I'm bringing it up today. So, Clay, I had someone recently ask me, why can't I get people to listen to my songs? Hmm. So I want us to talk a little bit about that. And and I'll start off, you know, one, one of the reasons that we discover people are having a difficult time is because the people who have come before you have been weirdos. <laughs> And they've done weird things like they've walked into publishing companies and they have refused to leave until the head of the publishing company would listen to their songs or they burst in the door telling everyone how great their songs are and that they're better than the ones on the radio. And they just are freaks that, you know, they're, they're too excited about their music and they lose all track of etiquette and humanity sometimes, you know, and so they do all these weird things. So, People in the industry can be guarded. But you and I tell people all the time, the, the hardest thing in the music business is not getting a great song heard. It's writing a great song. And so let's start there. You know, I think most of us think our songs are much better than they are in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, we've played them for our family and they cry or they laugh or, you know, they think it's amazing and they tell us it's better than the ones on the radio. And so we come to Nashville or New York or L.A. and we think, you know, I've arrived. Everyone should drop what they're doing and listen to my music. But our songs are not great yet in most cases. You know, when when you and I came to Nashville, our songs were just not as good as we thought they were. And, and most of the people we run into that are trying to do this are in that boat. And so you have to understand that people in the music business have had thousands of people before you come in with songs that weren't great with great proclamations of how awesome they are. And so you have to figure out ways to get around that. And that, you know, that's one of the reasons we created Songtown was to give people an outlet to learn in safe ways and meet with publishers where it's not do or die. You know, if your publisher doesn't like the song, you'll never get back in there with them again and that kind of stuff. But I think you have to start with making sure your music is great before you're you're out there pushing it and pushing yourself, you know, by by getting some feedback on it. You know, if you've gotten several people in the industry to give you feedback that are that are friends or that are helping you through Songtown and that kind of thing, and they're telling you it's amazing, then maybe it's safe to go out there in the real world and meet with some people and play those amazing songs. But I think for most of us, we need to slow down a little bit and make sure that the quality of our songs are, is is truly great before we get out there trying to portray it as so. What would be your initial thoughts, Clay? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of television shows and movies lately talk about this phrase, love bomb. You know, you this guy's coming on so strong to this woman and he's love bombing her with this elaborate gifts and this big date and... And and then, you know, what people have learned is when you get love bomb, those people that do that 
are the fastest to leave and ghost you later. So people in the industry know those folks that come on really strong, that show up and camp out in their office and won't leave until, you know, somebody listens to their mega hit they've written. People in the industry know these people are not going to be around long. That That's not the type of personality that, that makes it in the music business. So if that's, you know, and we know people in Songtown that have come on strong. I've got the greatest song in the world. They play you the song. It's not happening. And then you never hear from them again, you know. And I, so I think the people that are a little bit more like get to know you, want to show you what they do over time rather than impress you all at once are the people that are usually better, you know. And so, I mean, there's we say this all the time in Songtown. If a member sends us a song and now I'm going to get 20 songs in my email tomorrow, but if a member sends us a great song, we forwarded it to people in the business that we think could help them with that song. Because we're excited as writers, when we hear something great, I don't care if I wrote it, you wrote it, whoever, if I can help someone get a great song to the finish line, I'm going to do it. It makes me look good. Um, and I'm just excited when I hear a great song. So I think that's, you know, that's, 100% right. If you want to get ahead in the music business first, make sure you're writing great tunes because it's hard to keep a good song down. It really is. If you've written a truly great song, it, it's hard to, it's hard to keep that under wraps, you know? Yeah. I mean, to hear some people talk, they, it's almost as if they believe that people in the music business hate songs and songwriters. And that's nothing farther from the truth. You know, the, all of those people working in the music business would not be there if it weren't for songs and songwriters. And they know that. So they, most of them have great respect for songwriters. What they don't like is people coming in with an attitude or, you know, doing weird, strange things in their office and they're having to call the police on them, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I don't know anybody in the music business that, would not love to hear a great yeah. song. So if if that's not the if you're not getting a great response, you're not playing them a great song. You know, or you're not playing them a great song that they can use and that's another topic I was going to get to. It's like sometimes you know, I'll see someone they will say I met with this country publisher and I played them these songs and they they didn't like any of them and other people have told me they're great. And I listen to the songs and they're pop songs. They're not country songs, you know, or I've had people that, you know, say, well, I'm trying to get a, a meeting with this person. Do you think I should play in my bluegrass songs? And I'll be like, no, bluegrass is not what they do. Yeah. You know, so if you're playing your songs for people that can't use them or that are out of their the genre that they work in, then you're kind of wasting their time and your time. And that's why they don't want to hear your songs, you know, because you, you come in and you don't know what they do. You know, so it's really important. Um, and that happens sometimes with like BMI and ASCAP reps. People will go meet with them and play them songs and expect something from them that they can't provide. You know, they're not going to pitch your songs, for instance. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll say, well, you know, could you pitch this for me? Well, no, that's not what I do, you know. So it, it's important that you understand the business enough 
and you understand who you're dealing with enough that you can match up a great song that you have with an opportunity that they might be able to work with you on, you know? So sometimes we see people that are just out there trying to play their songs for anybody that'll listen and they're wasting a lot of people's time because, you know, those people that they're playing them for can't help. Yeah. And we run into this with our edge groups where we have a monthly staff writer meeting with Songtown members in the edge group, and they're working with a publisher who gives them a writing assignment for the month to write for an artist. And sometimes the publisher will come back after the writer turns in a song and the publisher will be like, yeah, this is a really great song. And so the writer will email me and go, I'm confused. They said it's a good song, but they don't want to sign it. And it's like, okay. And I listened to it. Yeah, it was a great song, perhaps they just don't have anywhere to go with it right now. Like, or maybe it's a a good, this is common too, it's a well-written song. So part of what you got to do as a writer is learn to interpret, okay, if some publisher tells you this is a well-written song, maybe every part of it is correct. And this is where we get back to what we said in another episode about writing from the heart. I see this a lot. A lot of writers are focused on learning to write technically correct. I did, I checked this box, I checked this box, I checked this box. But it doesn't move you when you hear the song. It doesn't emotionally make you or make a publisher want to, wow, this is amazing. I want to sign this song. I'm, in fact, even before I sign it, this is so good. I'm going to take it down the street and play it for Keith Urban right now because he's right down the street. That's that's what a song, that's the goal of your song, is to move people with the song. You can only check seven of the ten boxes and have three mistakes, but it could be a song that moves people and it will be a successful song. So I think we need to learn to, as writers, to not just look for words from industry people and go, oh, they said this was good. Why won't they do anything and start getting mad? Something can be good, but you still got to take it to that next level. And you've got to write a song that motivates people, that moves people, that makes them want to jump on your song and and get that song out because they go, oh my gosh, this is a hit for so-and-so, you know? Yeah. You know, and I just want to encourage people to kind of reframe their thinking around people in the music business it's not a closed system trying to keep you out it's it's a system trying to keep out crackpots that that come in and do crazy things it's set up that way you know but it's it's not set up to keep people with great songs out because they're not in the end group you know people in the music business love to discover new writers they love to discover you know new music that's awesome from artists they've never heard of and that's what the whole business is built on is, is are those moments when something just breaks through and is an amazing song and an, or an amazing artist and it, and it cuts through all the noise out there. And, you know, so people want to hear your songs. People want you to behave in a certain way that's respectful, that's businesslike, you know, and at the end of the day, what you want more than someone loving one song is someone wanting to do business with you. 
you know, so if you're coming across as the kind of person they don't want to be around, then they're not going to help you and they're not going to want to meet with you again. But if you come across as a person that they would like to help, then they're going to be open to meeting with you again, even if they don't think your songs are quite right at the moment, you know, and there's no shame in our songs not being good enough yet. You know, that just means I've got some improvement to do. I've got some work to do. And when I was starting out, if I went and met with a publisher and I didn't get good feedback, I would not meet with another publisher right away. I wasn't, you know, trying to just find somebody that gets my songs. I would go, you know what? This guy's been doing this a long time and he didn't love my songs. So I need to focus more on writing better songs instead of meeting more publishers, you know, because you can burn a lot of bridges by, you know, if you go try to meet with 10 publishers and all of them tell you no, you've wasted nine opportunities. You know, you could have met with one publisher and listened to them and gone and worked on improving those songs and then met with a second one and, you know, and just taking your time a little bit. So people want to hear your songs. They want to help you succeed if you are the kind of person that, that they want to work with, you know? So just be careful the, the way you treat people in the industry and, you know, making, don't make demands of them, humbly request things from them and that kind of stuff. And then you'll get a lot farther. All right, Marty, this has been a great episode. Hey, let's thank our Sweetwater sponsors. Great company. I get all my gear from them. Um, so can't say enough great things about Sweetwater. We also have coming up October 14th, the annual Songtown Creative Experience, where you get to hook up with industry pros. You get to learn songwriting tips and techniques. You get to meet publishers, play songs for publishers. Check that out in the link below. You'll be able to sign up for that. Join us in Nashville for our big annual birthday bash and creative experience. Cheers. Awesome. See you then.